Blog Talk Radio. Once again, good afternoon. This is ATN, uh, bringing you another edition of Chatting with Dr. Leonard Richardson. I'm hesitating as I say that because I hate to say this, but Dr. Richardson couldn't be with us today. He has a very important meeting to go to, and he asks that we give him his pardon. Even more than a pardon when he gets back. We're going to send him to the back of the room. Is that right, Val? <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> okay, good, good enough. Morning. Good enough. Good morning, Val. Good morning. And as usual, we have Val, our special correspondent, sitting in and going to bring us some details as we get. But today, we're going to talk about history in the making and history that has been made. There's a lot going on in the Virgin Islands. There's been a lot going on today, this week. Last month, the month before, it's going nonstop. Every time you turn around, there's something new or different going on. And right now, uh, Friday night, I went to the police retired, what's it called? Virgin Islands Retired Police Officers Headquarters, where the USO used to be. And they had a little get-together for the community. They made some food. Uh, As I walked in, they gave me a big bowl of soup. Which was good. I'm glad I had that. It helped me keep my 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 cold and my sinuses down. But in addition to that, on the way, a big plate of uh, spaghetti and meatballs. It's, wow, this is fantastic. Now, there's a lot more to police for the police itself. Well, we'll get into that in a few minutes. But I'd like to go ahead and turn to Val and see what she's up to today. Val. Again. Oh, good afternoon again. Good, good do, good now. <laughs> I know if Dr. Richardson was here, he would say good now do to, to everybody. But uh, yes, yes, lovely to be here today. And um, you're right, a lot of things happening um, in the islands. In fact, yes. from all of all of March. I mean, I'm I'm still reeling from all the centennial yes. celebrations and all the yes. activities there with the fort and the new books that are coming out. Yeah, so so I've been on a roll this year. But wow, um, wow, wow. Yeah, so it's exciting, you know, we have a Memorial Day coming up and then of course we're going to be talking about Joseph Lorand, you know, the um yes. the oldest postman in the Danish West Indies, the longest serving postal service worker. So yeah, so I'm excited to join you and call in today. Well, fantastic. I'm glad you you're glad you're here because if I hadn't heard from you about Mr. Lorand, I would never have known it was such a man, and he did such a job. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell our audience about it today, Mr. Loran, 25 years yes. of service. Right. Um, well, you know, there was a popular postcard that was going around Facebook not too long ago, and it's a photograph, of a, a vintage photograph of this postman standing on Main Street in front of where, like, A.H. Reese is, number 37, okay. I think, Main Street is the address. And we were all wondering, you know, who oh. is he? He must have been somebody important to have been on a postcard. And, you know, as I <laughs> research and I look through things, sometimes I find that these people, they find me. Uh, you know, because I'm hunting for my family, Creaky family, Sid, Delagarde. Those are the names I'm really predominantly looking for. And then all of a sudden, something yes. else will pop out at me. But yes, all of a sudden, I came across in 1911 um, when a Mr. Joseph Lorand was receiving um, this award, one of the highest awards given by the government in Denmark. And of course, if Dr. Richardson was here, he would be able to tell you all about this. <laughs> all of the details. Yes. 
It's the cross of Dana Brogsmond, if I'm even saying uh-huh. it correctly. But That's he was okay. the longest. <laughs> he was the longest serving postal worker. And, uh, you know, there was wow. a big ceremony and celebration on May 31st. Now is the anniversary of, um, uh-huh. of, of, of this award. And it was a really nice write up in the papers. And he, he ended up staying 32 years with the postal service. Wow. Yeah, so it's pretty. It's always amazing (laughs) when you have a photograph of the person, and you have a story, and then we can find the medal, and you can put it all together. You know, I think that's a lovely tribute, especially for the Lorand family. You know, who some may know or may not have known of this story, because so much gets lost over time. Well, we have to give credit to you because you're doing a fantastic job in doing all this research, part one, but it's. Important. You are reserving and preserving all this information you come across into your newsletters and into your website. Yes, would you share it, with the audience where they can get the information about you and your your newsletter? Your website, oh well, everything uh, for, for sure. I'm on Facebook <laughs> as Vintage Virgin Islands, as everybody knows. But I do have a you know a blog. Um, vintagevirginislands.com or valeriesims.com they both link to the same place and that's where I started sharing all my family history and our old photographs but it's growing beyond my family you know because now I'm writing about the Lorands anything that's fascinating (laughs) you know I can't pass it up it's like oh my goodness I wonder if their family knows about this so I love discoveries, and, and that's where I'm sharing yeah. all of my incredible discoveries. And I hope fantastic. it helps. I hope it reaches the families, you know. Sure it does. I'm sure it does. Now, like so, you, I was doing the same thing on, on uh, Pinterest. Whenever I came across something about the Virgin Islands, I posted I had a board that was made up for Virgin Islands today, meaning contemporary Virgin Islands. And there was one made up for and I was posting like crazy, but there was no one to interact with. So I, I kind of lost interest in doing it as actively as I was, but not as actively because now I'm doing a talk show. That was the days before we had this talk show. But it's amazing what we could do when we uh, we bring it to life. We bring the information oh. we find in our research to life. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed, indeed. So, I love Pinterest too, so... I see you there a lot pinning things, you know. Now I'm into vintage <laughs> maps of the Virgin Islands and and old stamps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's just amazing when you put something together in a collection so you can oh, yeah. see it all together. Oh, yes. It has oh, power yeah. that oh. way as a collection. So I like to tell people that uh, Pinterest is like a museum and the more you gather, the more you build up the floors to your museum. Yes, Pinterest. I love it. People go as far as uh, yeah, as far as five hundred boards. Now I got <laughs> chastised because I have four hundred ninety-five boards. Wow. More than that, but they had to cut me down to under five hundred. Because what happens then is basically, it starts to lock down the whole system. So I keep down my numbers so that I don't interfere with anybody else's. Because after all, yeah. I mean, we're talking about technology. Low yeah. in the system. Five hundred yeah. is a lot, yes. though. Gee whiz! I mean, I love it, oh, but yeah. geez, it takes a lot of time too. You know? <laughs> it's, well, it's involved. That's that's not just my personal board. No, those are people who have contributed with me or have asked me to join them on their board. So that's okay. You don't have to do all the work yourself. People would like uh, what you see, and, and if they like it enough, they would ask you to be a contributor. By the way, how you? Board? Have you Sorry? asked contributors? No. Have you I'm asked doing... contributors to your board? I have not. I'm doing everything myself. Well, get so. some contributors. They'll start sending you information. Okay. I might have to. <laughs> because, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I could use a little help. That's great. Thank you for that idea. Okay, that'd be great. Okay, no problem. Now let's move on to the police department and talk about the museum because down at the police retired police officers headquarters they have pictures pictures and pictures all over the place i'll talk a few pictures our audience today 
And perhaps as I pull up pictures, you might recognize some of the names because was it your grandfather who was? Yes, my grandfather was the chief of police in 1956. Chief of police. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. 1956. I was a little old. And I know the name. I didn't know him. My mom used to scare the heck out of me. If you don't behave yourself, I'll take you to the police and he's going to spank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Best behavior, non-stop. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> on one side of the wall, a collection of of, of, of badges, of, of um, clawed badges that police officers, by tradition, they exchange with each other as they visit different police jurisdictions. So that's kind of interesting to look at because there are badges from all over, from different states. Uh, it's not a whole heck of a lot because I'm sure original police spend their time doing their work here on the islands, but not necessarily traveling. But it's quite a handful at some of the different shields. These are cloth shields, just like a like a Boy Scout badge. That's what it looks yes. like. Yes. Usually, oh. usually in quite a few. Now there are pictures of a few of the officers that I recognize in my time. There's a um, corporal. His pictures there. He always had an angry face. I used to be afraid of him because I didn't know if he was mad at me or I, I've done something wrong or paid that I'm going to do something wrong. I was deadly afraid. <laughs> so, uh, so those are the people and the ways that things were for me. Uh-huh. I'd like to share with our audience one of the things I, I, I wanted to tell you about. If you ever hear about Verpo, V I R P O, no. It stands for Virgin Islands Retired Police Officer. Now, that's mm-hmm. the name of the organization that, that organization that has moved into what used to be the old USO on the waterfront. Remember mm-hmm. that? The USO oh, building? yes. Oh, so yes, where, I remember that's that. Where they, yes, that's where they are now. And it's oh, good okay. to go in there every once in a while and see what they have to offer. It's not a whole heck of a lot. It's just one big one. Room, one solid building, one floor building with one big room. And on one side of the room, there's a tiny kitchen. And of course, it's a little bit. But when you walk in there, there's big open area. So they can use it as a, uh, with chairs, use it as an assembly room, as a meeting room, as a recreational room. There's a pool table there, too, that they pull out and we're using Friday night. And some of the visitors were playing dumb. I had to walk away because, you know, when they play dominoes, they don't play dominoes. They slam the dominoes <laughs> on the table. <laughs> I know. That's it's a, a West Indian thing. Uh, yes. Tradition, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is it open to the public every day? I mean, be, beyond police week? I believe so. Yeah, well, I don't know about doing the... I do know on Saturdays, particularly the days when they have their meetings, it's open to the public. Anyone can go in there. And even though uh, it may not be... Um, if you happen to be walking by and want to stop in, they have no problem with that. They can have you. You can stop in. We'll chit chat with you. I wanted yeah. to see that wall of photographs you took of all of those um, former police officers. Oh yeah. And I want to see oh, the yes. one of my grandfather. I think that'll be really cool. Oh, you have to get over there, girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will though. There did, and the Jarvis Museum my, the, too. Yeah. See the Jarvis Museum, yes. Now let me throw out a few names that hopefully our listeners will be familiar with, and hopefully two, three or more of them will respond, react, and call in. Our calling number is three four seven two three seven four. Please call in. We'd love to hear your reaction to what we have found, your understanding, your your experience with your family member. I may know. Now, on the wall that I'm going to talk about now, these are former police commissioners. I don't know the sequence, when to when, but I'll give you some names and I'll throw them out. There's one here that says Henry W. White Jr. There's there's a number down there. It's a blue lettering against a blue background, light blue against a dark blue, but I took a picture plastic in front of it. I try my best to 
avoid the hate, the 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 reflection, but some of them came up with reflections. Couldn't tell when Mr. Commissioner White was commissioner, but it was I don't know in, the, in, in 2010, 2011, and I'm going in descending order right now. I have Raymond Hyman was commissioner from 2011. 28 to 2011. Then Novell Francis Jr. was commissioned 2009. And I'm assuming that Commissioner James McCall became commissioned in 2007. That's the only date I see there. How long? Uh-huh. So, folks, please fill in the blanks for us. We all, all we can do is give you the information as we see it. We don't know the history about it. Please, we call it more information. There was a commissioner, Elton Lewis. Tell you what, let's go down to the bottom, dude, in, in, in proper chronological. <clears throat> let's start over from 1935 and move forward to, to 2000. In 19... Oh, I see what you're talking about, Val. Uh-huh. Now, first commissioner, I believe, first in 1935 was Joseph F... I'm sorry, correction. Joseph W. Aquino, 1935. And guess what? 1956, there's a gentleman here who... Do you see him? L-A-M. Leon. That's him. Leon. That's him. (laughs) Right there with his glasses on. I remember seeing him many times. When he walked, he walked as if he was running. He's always with a fast... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's a man with a yes, mission, sir. that's for sure. No time to rest. Yes, yeah, places to go. Uh-huh. Oh, that's fantastic. Fifty six. How long he served, I couldn't tell you. I hope someone would call us and tell us. Oh, I know. Only a yes. little over a year. Okay, okay. Hey Matthias. <clears throat> oh Mr. Matthias, yes. He's is he the same one who was a tall, skinny guy? He had a whole bunch of kids living. And they all look alike. They all have similar features. <laughs> they look like they could be twins or quintuplets or more. Uh-huh. He served from 1950, well, backwards. 19, oh, I don't know, 06, 1959. I know he couldn't serve that. No. That's probably when he was born, maybe. Maybe, but it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Uh, I could assume mm. date of birth, date of death. Falling in line would be Mr. Jack M. Monsanto. He was a oh. pilot also. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he owned a piece of land right adjacent to where I live. And we always had a conflict with him because there was a gigantic tamarind tree right at the northeastern corner of his plot. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind having the tamarinds, but it was hard to get to because the tree was so tall and the lowest branch was about at least 10, 15 feet off the ground. So there's no way the tree to get tamarind because and there's no way we could reach. Mm-hmm. I remember when we had Hurricane Hugo, a part of the branch blew away my roof. And I went to Mr. Monsanto and said, well, listen, can you reimburse us for repair of my house? He says, I can't reimburse you. That was the act of God. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't take it any further. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyhow, yes. I bet Dr. Richardson. Sorry? Yes, he could fill in the gaps. He, Dr. Yes, Richardson he could. could fill in the gaps. Yes. And yes, give, yes, him, yes, give yes. us his entire family tree history. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, we move up to 1969. Robert mm-hmm. A. Ellison. 1971, Elridge Waite. Waite, what? W-A-I-T-H. I'm sorry mm-hmm. if I... Now, here's a gentleman that I, I, I recognize very well. I know him very well. Not very well, but I know him fairly well because he was my I was his contemporary. Mr. Mm-hmm. Otis L. Felix. He looks like he was out of Hollywood. He looks like he's a debonair, in the smart dresser, very polite, very clean, clean-cut everything. Otis Felix. Mm-hmm. 1970. A branch. Don't know him. Don't know him at all. 
Now, here's one in 1978 with Charles N. Grovnevelt. I guess that's a Dutch name. Maybe Dr. Richardson can tell us one day when he gets back, standing in mm-hmm. the back of the room that we can send him to. <laughs> back of the class. Yeah. Anyhow, at Winston A. Gibson. And then, oh, here's another one I'm familiar with. He became a judge. I don't know which one came first. I'm assuming position came first. Then he became a judge afterwards. I guess he was a lawyer, too. Alphonse A. Christian. Mm-hmm. With his three children. Oh, gosh. Barbara Junie, as we used to call him, Junior, I believe it was. And the name, Dr. Richmond will fill us in on those when he returns. And there's the Farrell I was telling you about in Milton Fred, Anton Christian, Ramon Davila, 1995, Christian Senior, 1999. And it's pretty well bring this. Oh, we still have a handful up here at the top. Okay, let's go up here. 2003, James McCall, 2007. Novell Francis Jr., 2009, 2011, 2008, and Henry W. White. Anyhow, so right now. So, any comments, any questions, Val? No, well, you know, the modern names I'm not familiar with, but... I do recognize the ones when you said 1930. I was like, ooh, I, I better tune in, you know, because that's my that's my specialty. Yes. You know, I've studied the old newspapers, yes. so. Yeah. But uh, yes. but no, yes. I wish the families would call in and shed more light on their lives. Oh yeah, and, that would be neat. Know. That would be neat. Yes. Now I have another list of pictures we got with some assistant commissioners or different positions that we're in. Tyrone E. Davis, who was an assistant commissioner. Now, the dates here listed were 1996 to 1998. Um, as assistant commissioner, I can tell you for sure. Now, there's a Sergeant Ira Trent, T-R-A-N-T. He served 1999 to 2000, and then he returned 2000 to 2004. Sergeant in Spanish, you say Jorge. It looks like George with a J. Jorge J. Estemac. 2000 to 2002. 2000 a year to the year 2002. Now, there's a lady, Sergeant Norman, 2002. Not familiar with her at all. Someone, if you're familiar with this name, Sergeant Norman John, give us a call. Chief Elroy Brown looked very handsome with his glasses, his hat, everything, his regalia, <laughs> everything. To 2008. Now, 2007, 2008. Let me back up a little bit. Brown was 2004-2006, correction. And then Lieutenant Joseph Evans was 2007 to 2008. Now, we have Officer Marjorie Wheatley, 2009 to 2014, followed by Sergeant Melvin Senior, 2015. So that's quite a little history right there of just the officers alone. Mm-hmm. Again, Dr. Richardson can elaborate on this, but I don't know if we've ever had any of the police officers who lived to be. But Chief Canton did. Chief David Canton. He passed away not too long ago, I think last month, weeks ago. He was a very well-known, like, individual. He made himself visible. He made himself visible to anyone. And he was very active in church. Uh, I went to, I attend Catholic Church, and so did he. And faithfully every Sunday. Here's some more police officer names I'm going to throw out. We have Sergeant Mavis 
the dates a little difficult to read. October 25th, 1965. October 181985, I'm assuming. They have the dates with slashes between them. Pictures are so tiny, I have to expand them. So we have Sergeant Monroe Steele. Monroe, yes, I know Monroe Steele. He was in the voice <laughs> with uh, Dr. Richardson and, and with me. Oh, um, okay. I didn't recognize him as a police officer. Yes, yes. He's in uh, Savannah. I remember we're here. We're in the blue uniform. He also live up the hill where the um, Matthias as a matter of fact, if I can remember correctly, this Steele is the son and one of the children of Mr. Steele who used backstreet in his wood woodworking shop. Now, I said woodworking mm-hmm. because he was not a carpenter. He was a joiner. His grandfather oh. did. He uh-huh. put furniture together without any nails. He wow. would cut the wood. He would measure the wood. The wedges, the dowels, he would use mm-hmm. wooden pegs to go in between and fill the holes and use glue to hold it. And you know what? Mm. The way that was done held a lot longer and stronger than the nail made furniture. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's furniture amazing. Squeaking. Yes, when you <laughs> rock in a rocking chair with us, you have nails in it, your head is squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> I've seen uh, homes in Anagata that are built that way with the tongue and groove, the, you know, the peg system. Yes, yes, yes. And no nails. It's amazing. Yes, it's amazing. I wish I knew more about my grandfather, but I heard wonderful things about him. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. Anyhow, here's, uh, this one is difficult for me to read. Uh, Cecil Tyrone Davis. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, deputy. I, I I'm DEP. I'm assuming that's that deputy. February fifteen, nineteen five to February twenty eighth, eighty five. Okay, that's probably the length of time they serve in the, as police officers. Oh, there's another one, Lieutenant Angel Lewis. Date's too tiny for me to read. Can't really tell. Mm-hmm. But there's a list, there's a uh, beautiful daily news full-page spread about Vipro. I just told you about. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Retired officers. Yes, there's quite a list there. They have them listed with a lot more detail. But the, the, the newspaper is too tiny for me to read out the details right now. Mm-hmm. But if you're from St. Thomas or if you're going to be on St. Thomas, family members or neighbors or former neighbors who are police officers, it wouldn't be a bad idea to stop by and just take a look around, meet with some of the officers, see what's what. Yeah. One of the are officers you, that I... Go ahead, go ahead, Val. Are you, are you going to be sharing some of those photographs online on Facebook that you took that day? I can't do that because they're not good quality pictures. It's going to be all hazy. Oh, oh okay. I'll try my okay. best to do that. But yes, it's amazing, their, their wall of honor, you know. Oh, yes, their wall of honor, yes. Oh, there's another folks. Oh, I cannot read them. I have the pictures, but I cannot read the writing. Hmm. Oh, this Felix. Second picture. Here's Mr. Claude Malone. I have to tell you a little bit about uh, this gentleman, Mr. Yes. Malone. You know yes. him? You sure? I he only know his photographs. But I yes, was happy to yes, see yes. his picture. You were the first one to share a picture of him. Fantastic. All right. Is a retired lieutenant colonel from the Army. She's a professional speaker, trainer, consultant. She's going to be in June to do a workshop. But I know this name because he lived next door to where my mom and I grew up. I was mm-hmm. a I moved from Lincoln School Steps which is now Jarvis School, the retired Jarvis School. <clears throat> and there was two, two 
Well, there's about more than that, but the two stairways I'm going to talk about is the one by Jarvis School and the one south of that. In between mm-hmm. those two stairways are several people we have talked about before, Dr. Richardson and I. We had Dr. Heath's family was one. The Malone family was another. The family I with, that my mom and I live with, um, I can't pull the name right now because the lady mm-hmm. uh, moved to when I was about nine years old, I remember the Sunday they were all moving, and we had to be there to help with the moving. Elsie, uh-huh. Nan Elsie is all I call it, Nan Elsie, and I can't remember her name, but she had a son named Rudy, uh-huh. and he was about the same age as Richard. Now they became my godbrother because their mother became my godmother, and I oh. didn't know that as a kid growing up. It wasn't uh-huh. until I was well. I didn't get a chance to interact because when we moved from Lincoln School to Synagogue Hill, I kind of lost track of the folks who lived there. Always remember me. And Richard and Rudolph Marone, Uh although I was their god brother, they accepted me as if I was one of their siblings. Oh, how nice. Yeah, you could be a god brother or god sister. That's how far (laughs) that can extend. extend. And even more... Welcome into the family as if you were part of the family. Oh. <clears throat> That's amazing. Yeah. I now, let me that. get back to Mr. Malone. Mr. Malone was a slender man. I never knew him that well, but I knew the name because my mom always visited the elderly neighborhood. And I guess they helped her a lot when she was a young mom. She was a mother of two children, my sister and myself, and my mom. A single mom, and I don't think uh-huh. she even finished high school, but she did a wonderful thing. But um, wherever my mom went, there, so I knew all these folks, my elders, uh-huh. but I didn't know what they did and how they did it. But Mrs. Uh, Miss lived in the house right close to the street. Today, that house is in shambles. It really is. It saddens me. Oh. But Mr. Malone's name. House. Is Mr. Malone home? He's a neighbor that used to, I guess, keep a good eye out for Miss Ida. She uh-huh. was a widow who resided by herself ever since I could remember. And that's one of the reasons why she always had visitors. Mr. Malone bring <clears throat> my mom would take a meal or visit with her a while. And uh-huh. little old me, I was impatient. I wanted to get out and run and go somewhere. And I couldn't. <laughs> In prison in this house while my mom and this old lady was talking. Although she gave me nickels to buy a special, I wanted to go buy a special, but I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> couldn't torture go anywhere. For a young I had to yes, yes, it was torture. Exactly, exactly. But now, hey, well, thank God, I have had that experience. I wanted to ask you. I always called him Maloon. Isn't his name M A L O O N? How, I mean, do yes, you say that is. Malone? I in my mind, I always said it Maloon. Yes, Claude Maloon. Maloon because because of a of a special secret I got from the from the daughter. Oh, they spell it in a way because it came from the British Islands, and they didn't right. have papers. <laughs> they didn't want anybody to give them a hard time. Oh, there's a way, story behind that. The... <laughs> say again. There's a story behind that. His name? Yes, there's a story. Yes, oh. yes. Oh. When Dr. Cedar's here, oh, sometime when she's free on a Saturday, I've been trying to buckle her down to call uh-huh. her on a Saturday, but she's struggling so much. Yeah, she could give us a story behind the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has, some, she has some other siblings living here, but I don't know them that well. Right, so right. about that, yes. yes. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that confused me too because it's pronounced Malone, but it's spelled Maloon. Right. Like the Dutch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But it's, so that's it's what really I'm... Malone is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. That's and how it's pronounced. Brit- British islands as in like Tortola? Or even further, Virgin God or somewhere like that. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Gotcha. Pull us in, I'm sure. Mm. In the back of the class. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh gosh! Now there's still some more pictures to share with you. 
I don't know this gentleman, but there's a picture of his going home celebration. Manuel Telopolis, Telop, Telopolis, Telopolis, T-H-E-L-O. Looks like a P-H. P-H-S? I couldn't really tell you. It's hard to tell the spelling. With the, yeah. With the um, distorted picture. His last name is Doss, D-O-S-S. He was mm-hmm. born in September 16. No, 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 I don't know. Can't tell. I won't even try it anymore because it's hard to tell the dates. All right. In 1934, April 2nd, 2016. I can't tell what the what the preceding word is. It begins with an S, but I can't read it. All right, you think move all on the- someone else. Will all those names be in the newspaper? Like you said, they did a big spread on it for somebody who wants to know the whole history of the police force? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Could be. Personal life. Oh, I see what they've done. They've done a list of folks who have passed away. Officers, I'm assuming. Mm Mm-hmm. George Thomas, September 43. To December 14, 20, looks like 16. There's some more information I need that, but it's There's uh, Edward Branch, it looks like. And part mm-hmm. of his name is this Lieutenant Roy Hendricks, with his glasses on. There's uh, Ellis Hendricks. Oh, that's probably him. The one I just read, Lieutenant Roy Hendricks, is him in the suit and glasses. Mm-hmm. Assistant Commissioner. And here he is as the um, his first uniform, I guess. Very young. And I don't have the date because it's hidden behind the picture in front of it. Anyhow, these mm-hmm. are celebration of life. Wow. One behind the other. Captain Lawrence Griffin. Mm-hmm. And there is a, oh gosh, some other pictures that I cannot read the names to. goes way back. You can tell from the uniforms. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of this gentleman. Looks like he could have been a commissioner or assistant commissioner. He's in a full uniform. I mean, one of these uniforms of B.I. police uniform with a suit. Mm-hmm. Very rare to you see the police in, in a suit. But uh, I don't have the name for him. The female, again, I cannot read the name. One of the females that I knew very well is coming up in a minute. I she ran the PAL. And she came by often when I used to hang out at La Gracia store after school. She uh-huh. often passed by. What are you doing? Get yourself, get yourself up and get moving. And she says, having me move. I don't know why, but she wanted me to move. And I guess she wanted me to go to the uh, PAL. And at uh-huh. that time, I think the PAL was was held at the uh, recreation center by the uh, stadium. And now that was out of my jurisdiction. I was not allowed to leave the environment of downtown. Like, oh, Time, where is now H. Reese's? Mm-hmm. H. Reese was an yeah. alleyway towards the waterfront. The whole alleyway was my playground. Nice. Over to the waterfront side, I can go up on the second level and look out and pretend we're looking and hunting for pirates. <laughs> my friend and I, <laughs> Vern. Yeah. Couldn't find any, but if we couldn't find them, we'll have to make them up. <laughs> oh. yeah, that was a fun day to know. That. It was. It was. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's the uh, conclusion of my pictures. I have pictures here, but I said I can't tell you the names. Yeah. Right. So, therefore, I've been encouraging our listeners to go on down, take a look at what's going on in the police of Vipco, Virgin Islands Retired Police Officer, where the USO used to be. Take Mm -hmm. a look around. You'll be surprised. You'll really be surprised. So, Val, what else you got? 
Well, hey, I wanted to ask you, did you see that picture I shared on Facebook of the La Gloria store on Main Street? Oh, yes. Did you see? Oh, yes. I tried Thank to peg you, you on it to see if, because um, I, I didn't know it was Lindo. You're always talking about your family, yes. Lindo. Any Lindo. Any Lindo. Yeah. yeah. So they had no, two no. stores. It was La Gloria no, and La Gracia. There were three stores. Three stores. But this all I tell you from history as it was uh-huh. passed on verbally. The three stores were La Gracia, La Gloria, and La Esperanza. I think oh. La Esperanza was the first one. Now, Richardson knows them very well. He, oh, he mentioned them before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you and know then, where that one was, the no, first one? No, I couldn't tell you exactly, but I could tell you about the other two. Mm-hmm. Dr. Richardson mentioned to me, they, I think they were on uh, all of the uh, Esperanza was up uh, by the cable office before you get to yes. the post office, before you get to uh, Garden Street. One mm-hmm. was the Esperanza, but I never knew that. I guess it was across the street from Bolero, what became uh, Tropicana Perfume. Yes, yes. I think that's where it was, but I'm not accurate because that was way before my time. My grass here was across from what was the or what is now today H. Reese's, the, the alleyway. That was mm-hmm. La Gracia. Mm-hmm. And La Gloria was further down Main Street from where Miss mm-hmm. Cricky, La Vida Cricky, had her jewelry store when she moved to Main Street from Beretta, Beretta. Oh, Beretta Center. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Moved, like Royal Dane Mall. From there. Mm-hmm. from Beretta Center to Main Street. Well, Main, the, the, the Slavita Creek was right on the corner of that street. And La Gracia was one, two, three stores east of Miss Creeky. And mm-hmm. that's where I grew up. I was about third grade going to Catholic school that third grade on up to eighth grade. <clears throat> So La Gracia was a three, no, I'm sorry, two-story building with three, and I remember those big, heavy doors. Oh, I yes. partially in charge of helping to close the doors. Now, why would they <laughs> close the doors in the middle of business? Well, there was oh. a tradition here for our listeners. Tell us yes, now. Yes, why, why you yes think, it was why, a why funeral. Why would they close the doors? Most definitely. Exactly. A funeral procession was passing. Exactly. Exactly. And the doors were closed. Mm-hmm. Out of respect for the deceased and the family, yes. the doors momentarily until the coffin passed. Exactly. And part of my job was to go out and help make sure the doors are closed. They weren't locked. They were just closed momentarily. Mm-hmm. But that's what it was. So uh, Mrs. Lindo and her husband ran the three stores before I even knew him or heard mm-hmm. of his name. Mm-hmm. Arthur Lindo. Do you have yes. any pictures of the Lindo family? You know, no, that would make a nice no, story, too, you know, about these old it stores. Would. Would. And when they it's first opened up. And If you come across any names of the Lyburns, Lyburns had a connection with St. Thomas. But I believe he was in Fajardo, Puerto Rico, and he ran a little boat back and forth to bring the mail. And they, he didn't run it personally, but I guess he hired a boat to bring the mail back and forth. And Mr. Who, who, are, you, who are you talking about? Lightborn, as in um, Lightborn. John Lightborn, the editor of the paper? Or his yes. brother? That's a, that was his son or brother. I don't know the the relationship, but I knew him uh-huh. as father, Father Lightborn. And his wife oh. was Father Lightborn. Yes, we they lived in Puerto Rico. Yes, for Aldo. Mm-hmm. Yes, my my sister went to live with them. Mm-hmm. What would you call it? Something like an apprentice. She was over there working and studying while she was going through school there. Uh-huh. I think I have. I think I found something. It's Alberic Lightborn. Alberic he was the collector. That's correct. Collector of customs at Fajardo, Puerto Rico. Became the postmaster. Then his daughter became the postmaster. She succeeded. I remember those names and those positions. I, I know he had a daughter named Doris. 
she he had Doris. a daughter, daughter named doctor. Doris who went to the University yes. of Puerto Rico. This is in yes. the 30s now. This is like 1934. Right. He graduated exactly before my time. Yeah. One became a doctor. Yes. Uh-huh. Daughter. Daughter we used to call Cookie, and Cookie's name was Miriam. But I don't okay. know the history of why they call the cookie because of the frogs, and she could squeak like a frog. I don't know. I don't know if that's correct <laughs> or not. But she's my, she's my contemporary. Yeah, uh-huh. my sister and cookie you know each other, grew up with each other when they visited the St. Thomas. Uh-huh. Anyhow, the uh, three stores, going back to the stores, La Gracia, La Gloria, Esperanza closed down first, had they downsized. So La La Gracia and La Gloria remain. La Gracia, oh no, no, let me, La Gracia, I guess, La Gracia was where they reached and they moved it down to where La and it became mm-hmm. like last year. Now I remember where Mrs. Creek was. I had to stop and think about that because I wasn't too involved with that at the time. It just barely came back to me. Yeah, in my notes I have, a, like, they sold ladies' dresses and things like that. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. La Gracia store was popular with the locals because people would do a lot of sewing. My mom was, mm-hmm. very, was very often in there buying the materials. They material by the yard. You would find sewing materials, sewing supplies, mm-hmm. needles, pins, pins. You would have uh, little, little uh, tourist souvenirs, little maps, and mm-hmm. plates, um, glasses, little pillow case covers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not so much to sleep on, yeah. but to have on the couch, things like that. They they had in the store, and I remember every um, Christmas time they they um, selected one of side of the store to be the little Christmas display, and they would put a chicken wire fence on top, <laughs> and they'll have all kinds of displays inside because any kid would grab a toy and run out the door, and it'd be gone. <laughs> so to prevent, but. In those days, was having chicken wire around it. You could still see the trains and the toys inside, on, uh-huh. um, but you couldn't quite reach it. So oh, my job funny. was to make sure that it all stayed running. Yeah, it was quite <laughs> interesting. Quite interesting. Yeah. Okay, what else you got? Well, uh, today actually, uh, remember we were chatting last time about the Roosevelt Park. Today's the yes, anniversary yes, yes. of when, of the memorial mm-hmm. there where the name changed from Coconut Park to Franklin Delano Roosevelt Memorial Park. Oh. So that was like uh, 70, what is it, 72 years? But it, it, was, it was a big thing. You know, Governor Piwanski gave us um, an incredible speech wow. and crowds of people came out. Uh, Judge Moore, Judge Herman E. Moore, you know, he also had an incredible presentation and and all about, you know, fear and, you know, the Americans and um, something about the, the, oh, the veterans. It's also, oh, Dr. Richardson, where is he when you need him? He would remember (laughs) the details of that. Um, There's a memorial there or something with with all the names. I'm yes. trying to think of it now, and it escapes me. Let me let me let me jump in because I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there, there's a stand for each branch of the service, and on that stand, memorial uh-huh. stand, there's a display of all the according to the branch of service who lost their lives, gave their lives. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The, yeah, the, this had to do with the army, because that's where most of the Servicemen from the Virgin Islands ended up when they were drafted. Mm-hmm. Some of you were, could be dropped into the Air Force or not. But um, I was deadly afraid when it was my turn to be drafted. I had one. I had to go. I wanted to go get a secondary college so I could be deferred, and I got the deferment twice. 
but I went into the Air Force, and I got this nasty letter board in New York saying, one, we told you we were, we're going to send you a letter. Two, we can't find you. Where are you? We're going to send the marshals to you. I was Uh-oh. terrified. Yeah, I went to my supervisor who was in, I, I was in the Air Force at that time. Went to my supervisor and I said to him, oh, are they going to come and get me and throw me in jail? Letter mm-hmm. away. You're already in the Air Force. What can they do to you? I said, oh, thank God. <laughs> so I just <laughs> barely made it. I was already in the Air Force when this nasty letter came. I didn't have to worry about it. But going back to the uh, the the park, there's yes. the this place, and each is well lit with a spotlight at nighttime. Branches of the service, including the Coast Guard, the Air Force, the Army, the, the Marine Corps, you know, Coast Guard. What am I forgetting? The Navy. Navy and oh. Army have the biggest list of names. Wow, I'm gonna have to get there yeah, again and um. And get some pictures yes. and whatnot to share because I've I've never seen okay. the actual memorial. You know, it's not a place you tend to go every day unless you live close by. Yes. But it has a exactly. lot of history. A lot of things happen does, in that park. Yes. And well, let um, me tell you two of the two of the exciting parts of the park that I enjoyed was at the northwestern corner, the corner where the apartment off yes. to the left. Uh-huh. There was a swing. That's the only place on St. Tom's that I can remember going for a swing. So wow. I would swing and, and hang out there when I was allowed to be in that area of town on a school day <laughs> after school. <laughs> but the other thing that I tell you is there's a big, in the center of the park, and through the pedestrian passageway, uh-huh. there's a big flower pot. Water. Oh, yes. Yeah, feature. Well. Mm-hmm. What would you call that thing? When you have the big water lilies I know. in there. Yes, with the water lilies floating we, on the top. Yes, we would go mess with it because if we dug down deeply enough, we'd come up with it. And we got a tadpole. Not known that those tadpoles would change into, would uh, <laughs> morph into frogs. I was one of the ones who caught a lot of those tadpoles. Now, why in the world were we taking the tadpoles out of there? Because we thought it was interesting to take home a pet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not bad to take home. And uh, I guess, I'm guessing now, the reason why those were there, because they probably had mosquitoes. And that's a good oh, yeah. way to handle the ecology, yes. And kids like me came along and removed them. So mosquitoes <laughs> increase in sizes. But that's 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 the Roosevelt Park. Roosevelt name after Frank, but it's also mm-hmm. shared with the veterans today. When that was done, I don't know. I was away at uh, either in the military or in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Veterans. Yeah, that was 1945. That's when that it was. was yeah, the, today, May 20th, up, yes. 1945. They were celebrating "I Am an American" Day. And honoring those heroes in the armed forces. When when did they put up the plaque? displays. Yeah. In the sixties, I would assume. No, well, maybe uh, yeah, later than that. Sure. In the eighties. Maybe mm. in the eighties. We'll get somebody including the story on that one day. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yes, definitely. Well, what else do we have that we said we're going? To, oh, yes. Memorial Day. I wanted. I want to explain the difference between Armed Forces Day, Memorial Day today, and Veterans Day, not today. Now, <clears throat> three different days so that are celebrated to pay to the servicemen, but there are different ways they're done. Armed Forces Day basically gives recognition to the service. We have the Army the Navy, and the Air Force. Now, we also have the Navy and the Marines. The Marines of Navy, they go on to Navy. Sometimes they work independently, and sometimes they work directly on their, the Navy. If you ask where the travel, they will travel with Navy ships because the Navy ships take them where they need to go. Um, on Forces Day, we, we pay 
to the branches of service because they all take on nowadays servicemen and servicewomen who help to America from its, he hate to say its enemies, but we also partner with our allies until our new president. I don't know what's going to happen. Anyhow, the Armed Forces Day was signed as Armed Forces Week, which day of May and goes until the following Saturday. <clears throat> That's when we have Armed Forces Day. Today is the third Saturday in May, a day to pay homage and tribute to the servicemen and women who the U.S. branches of service. Now, it doesn't say anything about whether they died or not. It's just mm-hmm. that they serve the branches of service recognized. So that's Armed Forces Day. Mm-hmm. Now, it also coincides with Memorial Day because we're paying attention and celebrating the servicemen who gave their lives so that we can be free. As a matter of fact, on my Facebook page, I put up an album today saying exactly what I'm talking about with plenty of pictures of all three um, events, all three holidays. It was originally known as Decoration Day. And it did not become... Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, like in 1919, I've seen it referred to as Decoration Day. Exactly, exactly. uh, Memorial Day did not become into use until after World War II. Decoration Day and subsequently Memorial Day were held on May 30th, regardless of the day of the week itself. However, in oh. 1968, the Warm Holidays Bill passed as part of a move to use federal holidays to create three-day weekends. This meant from 1971, Memorial Day holiday has been officially observed on the last Monday in May longer period for all American states to recognize a new date. And the final holiday that is Veterans Day. Now, what's a veteran? Val, you know the answer to that? What's a veteran? Yeah, veteran somebody who, a served, who served. Exactly. At service, somebody's correct because nowadays, male or female. <clears throat> it used to be only male would be in the and maybe some females in certain selective positions, but all that has changed because of the wars we're in right now. So yes. there are females who are flying planes, there are females who are carrying weapons, there are females who are working in the hospitals, but there are also females who are working in the kitchen, as usual. And that's basically <laughs> the difference between all three. The all four and Veterans Day. And that pretty well brings us to our last minute. Any closing thoughts, Val? Well, there's one more holiday coming up in two days, and that's the National Maritime Day, where we celebrate the maritime history. And, you know, the Virgin oh. Islands is had, it's amazing for all the ships and inner island sailboats, you know. Let's save that, Let's save that for next week. We're just about out of time. We have 30 seconds or less. But we'll bring it Okay, okay, Val. Well, oh, sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah, bring it up next week because we're down to 30 seconds or less. Oh, okay. We oh, well, great. Pretty well now. Yes. Wow, well, thank well, we you, Ken. Yours, it was Val. awesome. <laughs> well, in spite of your fear, huh? Thank you very much for sticking, sticking it out, Val. We appreciate you. And You're welcome. I missed the doctor. I know. What's your web, web address? Real quick. Oh, VintageVirginIslands.com. You can find me and lots Very of history good. of the Virgin Islands. Very good. Thank you so much, Val. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Take care. Okay.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.